0: A good morning to you all, and um, Happy New Year. It's a real privilege to get to speak to you um, again this morning. Uh, this morning, my, uh, my hope is that we can uh, look at a pretty difficult subject together. I will be uh, speaking to us this morning on suffering um, and the gospel. Uh, I was particularly encouraged earlier because I had a, a couple of Bible passages I was going to be speaking to us from and um, one of them was Psalm 23, and I, on, on my way here, I just said to God, would you please just confirm this for me? And then um, Heidi read that out there, so just really encouraged. I would like us to, uh, to pray together, and then we can look at God's Word. Uh, so, Father, we want to thank you for new beginnings. We want to uh, thank you for this new day. Thank you for a new year. Uh, thank you for your, your mercies that are new every morning. We want to thank you, Jesus, that you have gone ahead of us and we can come with every uh, confidence. I want to ask for help this morning as we search the Scriptures together, as we seek to uh, find what is on your heart for us today. I pray that you would bless the preaching and teaching of your word. Come speak to our hearts and make yourselves known to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So suffering uh, and the gospel, a couple of years back when we, we had our eldest son, it was a bit of a, of a very much an exciting time, uh, but that seemed to have been short-lived when they, the doctor said to us that he had to be taken away for a bit because he had been starved of oxygen. It was quite a shaky a moment for my wife and I because obviously we've been looking forward to baby coming and then suddenly baby comes and the doctor said everything wasn't all right well praise God we we survived and then when we had our youngest we we had another shocker. we had some family uh, visiting at the time and I remember my wife carrying our youngest son and I took one look at him and I said to my wife I didn't think he looked okay she looked at him as well, we looked at his eyes, and he just felt that everything wasn't right. So we said, we thought we'll take him to the hospital, which we, we did. On arrival, uh, the doctors looked at our youngest, and they said, oh, you, you really would have to, you know, get him on admission and all that. And again, it, it, it shook us. We, if I'm very honest, we were, we were very scared. Uh, because at the time, the doctors weren't forthcoming. They, they, they didn't say to us what the problem was. Well, the long and short was shortly after our youngest was born, he had to be taken in, into hospital on admission for a week, and that, I would say, was one of the most challenging periods of our, our married lives, and I guess, you know, in general. It was, it was a tough time. Again, God saw us through, but it was a period of suffering when we we weren't too sure how things were going to turn out. I remember going in every day, Claire had to stay in hospital with him, and I had to keep traveling backwards and forwards, because obviously we had our, our eldest to look after as well. And a few times I'd ask the doctor, I'd say to him, look, how is he doing? And the doctor would turn around and look at us and say, well, he hasn't really improved. And I remember I used to just struggle deep inside. I will turn around and go, God, what what is happening here? Can't you just do something for us? Over time, He will improve, but it was a challenging period of our lives. Suffering is never easy. No sane person likes suffering. Sometimes we encounter one problem after another, just when it seems that things can get any worse, they actually do. Sometimes prayers go unanswered, and life is one big struggle. We end up confused and angry. Why does God allow suffering? Doesn't He care about us? Is there any purpose at all in suffering? I do not think that we would have all of the answers on this side of eternity. However, we can together discover some key truths from the Bible that helps with our understanding of suffering. Hopefully, we can have a new perspective on suffering, which will make us not just cope better in suffering, but also learn to rejoice even in our suffering. This is what Psalm 23 says. The Lord is my shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's important that when we read the psalm, we actually consider its position in the Bible. It comes shortly after Psalm 22, where David declares... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So it is on the back of suffering. David suddenly declares, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We will be coming back to the psalm a bit later on. I'm aware that oftentimes when difficulty comes, there's a tendency for us to preach some kind of gospel to ourselves as we try to make sense of it all. Of all that's happening, we seem to have a very clear understanding of what I would call the gospel past, what the gospel has done for us, or about done with regards to our past. We have a clear understanding of the gospel future, what the gospel has done as regards our, our future. However, when it comes to the gospel present, it tends to be a bit muddy. There's therefore a need for us to connect the transforming power of the gospel to everyday life. So how does the gospel of Jesus Christ affect us when we suffer? Four things I'd like to highlight for us this morning quickly. The first is this, suffering is a universal human experience. It is not unique, and we cannot escape the reality of suffering. It is not strange, and Christians are not exempt. So therefore, the Bible says, do not be surprised. Paul writes in Romans 8, he says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time, Paul assumes, that we will suffer uh, in Acts chapter 14, verse 22, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, uh, Jesus says to us in John 15, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Jesus again says to us, in this world you would have tribulation, but take heart, I have Overcome the world. In all of these verses, we we find out the fact that suffering is a daily reality. We we cannot hide from suffering. It is there. And so, therefore, we should not be surprised. Everywhere you go in this world, you will find suffering. Suffering comes in, in different forms. We can talk about physical suffering which tends to be the commonest. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, and he talks about the fact that our bodies waste away. The things I used to do when I was 18, I can no longer do. In fact, in 2015, I had this terrible diagnosis. I mean, God's been, He's been keeping me and watching over me, but then after that diagnosis, I have not been the same since our bodies waste away. We, we, we will over time struggle with our sight. Over time, we will struggle with our hearing. Over time, we probably wouldn't even be able to bend again. Our bodies are wasting away. So suffering can be physical. It can be mental and emotional. We we live in times of great pressure and stress, stress in our relationships, stress in our marriages, various phobias that are on the increase. Nervous breakdowns are becoming... Common. Sometimes there's difficult circumstances as well. Suffering can sometimes be by choice, but oftentimes it's got nothing to do with us. We just seem to find ourselves suffering. Suffering can be spiritual. And I think that Christians ought to be aware of the fact that the enemy doesn't want to let go. He's constantly coming at us. If we we seek to live godly lives, the enemy will, will attack our faith. So suffering can be spiritual. The enemy is very active. And Christians ought to be on their guard. Sometimes suffering is down to the world in which we live in, the philosophies of this world, the plans of governments, And so I know that in some parts of the world, Christians are being persecuted every day. And it's because of laws in place. They are being persecuted. Suffering is hard this is what the Bible says to us in Acts 17. God has determined between the already of our conversion and the not yet of our going home, we will live in a world that is broken. We will live in a world that doesn't operate according to God's original plan. Suffering will therefore come your way. If it hasn't already, it will at some point. We have to live with that reality. Suffering is hard. Secondly. Suffering is a battleground. You see, when people go through suffering, they either walk away from God or cling on for dear life. Suffering exposes your foundations. It it actually leads many uh, to temptation, it leads many to doubt God's love, it leads many to doubt God's power and kindness. It leads many to think, does God really care about me? Because in your time of suffering, nothing else seems to do. All you want is God make a way out of this. And when that doesn't happen immediately, we begin to ask questions. Does God care about me? And the reason is because we do not understand Now, you see, when we think God is not good for us, it weakens our trust in Him. We quit going to Him for help. We begin to move away from Him. We no longer go to Him for help because in our minds, God is not good to us. We slowly drift away. But brothers and sisters, the truth is that we do not get the script in advance, and so we would never know how life will turn out. It is tempting to make this a way of understanding God. But we should never let our experiences interpret who God is. Rather, we should let who God is interpret our experiences. Speak truth to yourself. Let the truth of God's Word steady your heart and bring new strength and confidence into your life. Remind yourself of who God is. God is righteous. God is good. God is love. God is holy. God is faithful. Remind yourselves, let the truth of God's word steady your heart. Our problems may still be there, but we begin to see them in a different light, and we are able to face them with faith and joy. Let the truth of God's word steady your heart. Suffering will deepen your affection for your Redeemer, or it will weaken your affection for Him. It reveals the foundations on which you stand. Thirdly, suffering is at the very center of the gospel. The cross of Christ radically transforms our thinking and experience of suffering. You see, whenever you go through suffering, take time to reflect on the cross. You want to find out how much God cares about you? Look at the cross. You want to find out how much God loves you? Look at the cross. You want to find out if God cares for you when you suffer? Look at the cross. You see, God was willing to send His Son into a world to live a life we couldn't live and die a death that we should have died. Jesus came into our world. He was pierced for our transgressions. Jesus was spattered. I spent some time just working through Jesus' last days and was struck by the fact that when Jesus was actually whipped, they used some kind of whip that had little bits of metal on the end. And so basically, when this whip went on Jesus' back, The pieces of metal dug into his skin. As he was beating, they were effectively breaking his skin. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They spat at him. He was rejected. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with him. Eventually, he was nailed to a cross like a criminal, His body, we were hearing earlier, was broken and His blood poured out for us. In so doing, Jesus in His death conquered sin and death. Now listen, brothers and sisters, Jesus didn't do this so that our lives will be comfortable. He didn't do this so our lives will be pleasant. He didn't die on the cross for some temporary happiness, not so things would be easy, not so that we will never suffer in this life, but actually Jesus suffered and died on the cross so that you and I will become recipients of spiritual rescue and restoration. It wasn't so we would have some temporary happiness in this life. No. It was more than that. Jesus suffered and died so that we will be reconciled back to the Father. So when we go through suffering, lift our eyes or lift your eyes and look at the cross to what Jesus accomplished for us. God's ultimate plan was not to make life comfortable. He delivers much more than that. It is so that we would be made one with the Father. Fourthly, suffering has a purpose. Our suffering is not random or without purpose. Suffering prepares us for more glory. In suffering, we come to hope more fully in God and put less confidence in the things of the world. We come to know Christ better when we share in his sufferings. Through suffering, we are meant to go deeper in our relationship. We get to know him better when we share his pain. Job declares, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen the difference was suffering. Once he'd gone through suffering, suddenly he had fresh vision of who God God was. We cannot learn endurance or steadfastness if if there's nothing to endure. We learn endurance when we actually go through suffering. So, instead of giving up in in the face of trials, let's put our trust in God. To finish off, because of the gospel, we have hope, a certainty that it wouldn't always be like this. God knows and he will be with us so we can rejoice even in our suffering because of what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. Christ has overcome. Hallelujah. Just some practical bits. Three things quickly, and then I'll uh, hand over to the worship band. Don't suffer in silence or on your own. I really would like to encourage you Get reconnected. Suffering should always happen in community. We should bear one another's bedding. So please don't suffer in silence if you're going through challenges. I mean, last year was terrible. Many people suffered. Secondly, fix your eyes on Jesus. Spend time with Him praying and meditating on His Word. Why don't you sign up for reading God's Word together? You can discover many promises about God. And finally, Keep a heavenly perspective always. Don't only wait for when somebody dies to think about heaven. Think about heaven every day. The fact that this life is transient. The fact that there's a better tomorrow. The fact that one day we are going to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus. Let's not only make that something we think about when we are at a funeral, it ought to be something we think about every day. Set our minds on things above. I'd like to pray for us and then I'll hand over to the worship band. Jesus, we want to thank you for your great love for us. We want to thank you that your gospel changes everything. Uh, Jesus, when you suffered and died on the cross, it wasn't so that we would have some temporary happiness, but ultimately... (laughs) it was so that we would spend eternity with you. I pray, God, for any who are suffering and going through really challenging times. Just remind us that our soul is well. Remind us that you are with us when we doubt, when we are not certain, when we don't know what to do. Would you come through in power and just show us your love? We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.